live from the Inspire Theater on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Fremont Street in the heart of fabulous downtown Las Vegas. We present the Downtown Podcast, starring your hosts, Dylan Jorgensen, Leah Bowser, Jason Outlaw, music by yours truly, DJ Lenny Love Alfonso. Tonight's guest, founder of Airline 4.0, JP Chua. Veteran, entrepreneur, and fitness geek, Thomas Topinski. Musical performance by Silver Sage. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the man that, according to Ben Carson, is only prison gay, Mr. Jason Outlaw. DJ Lenny Alfonso, huh? Let's hear it for him. Way to go. Very well done. Did you, did you say the guy that's only prison gay? <laughs> According to Ben Carson. According, According to, to Ben, ben Carson. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Ben Carson. All right. Good stuff. How was, it? How was your Thanksgiving, Lenny? It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome? Yeah. You, you have a lot of turkey? Uh, and I stayed away from the turkey. You know, I'm trying to, I want to be vegan, but. Uh, you want to be vegan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyone else want to be vegans out there? All right, solid, solid. Everyone's like, give me some meat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good stuff. All right, well, hey, once again, thank you guys very much for being here. We appreciate it. And this is what's in the news. Um, our current Miss Universe just dumped former NFL quarterback Tim Tebow because he wouldn't have sex with her. When asked about it, he said, uh, I wasn't too, it wasn't too hard on him because he's normally dumped by an entire team. Oh. It's true. It's true. <laughs> And actually, he, he went on to actually say that, um, you know, he, he does want to find love, and he's going to do what he always does. He's going to throw it up to God. However, it's always intercepted. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, Dallas quarterback Tony Romo is out for the rest of the football season. That's right. He missed the first half of the season with a, uh, collar, with a broken collarbone. Now he will miss the rest of the season with his other collarbone that got broken. That's right. However, the Cowboys did not report that after getting worked by the Carolina Panthers, uh, that one, the uh, Thanksgiving game, uh, he also has a bruised vagina. <laughs> Vagina's bruised. I had that once, had a hell of a time. <laughs> okay. Um, scientists have figured out how to shock the salt out of seawater. Yes, indeed, very, very exciting. But uh, according to Ben Carson, next they will be able to shock the gay out of people. <laughs> yeah. Is it that time already? What are we doing? Oh, rewind. Oh, man. Ben Carson and his weird gay views. It's okay. Um, <laughs> There is a winner of the $5,000 prize in the world's most beautiful vagina contest. That's right. The, the, the girl does not want her name to be known. I wonder why. Um, but she will also get a sex toy modeled after her vagina. Yes. If you're curious what it will look like, it will look like Tony Romo. <laughs> It's going to be a great seller in Dallas, man. Dallas is going to be sold out. Um, Cards Against Humanity, the popular and politically incorrect party game, offered a Black Friday deal like no other this year. You shell out five bucks, and you get absolutely nothing in return. Yes, indeed. And they actually got $71,000 because of it. And that's right. 
I spend way more than that on dates and get nothing in return, said men everywhere. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. You ever done that? You ever, yeah. It happens. I think we've all been there, guys. If you say you haven't been there, you're lying. It's OK. <laughs> all right. Um, after the recent birth of his child, founder of uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, announced Tuesday that he is giving away 99% of his Facebook shares. That's, that's actually valued at $45 billion. That's right. He's going to give them away to charity throughout his lifetime. In other news, his newborn baby is looking to be adopted by a family that won't give away her inheritance. That's <laughs> true. Wouldn't I be pissed? I'd be pissed. The baby's going to be OK. Uh, you think yeah. so? I'd be angry. That's like, if he gives away all, everything 1%, I, I can't do the math. I don't know. I don't, any, any mathematicians who don't have at it? I don't know. Uh, boxing legend Mike Tyson personally unveiled the world's first Mike Tyson wax figure at Madame Tussauds right here in Las Vegas just recently. Yes, indeed. But careful, it does have teeth. That's right. But it can't wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> the toughest guy in the world, if you talk to him on the phone, you'd never think so. It's all right. <laughs> the mother of a teen who committed suicide after suffering from what she calls a rare allergy to Wi-Fi is accusing her daughter's school of failing to protect her. That's right. They didn't know who to protect, either her or the kid that she was sitting next to that was allergic to air. <laughs> I don't know who one was. Did I get an awe over there? Who's, who's I got another one. Gosh, that's two of them. Rocking the awes, man. It's good. It's good. Um, a creepy Lakers fan ran out onto the basketball court to touch Kobe Bryant after the Lakers played the Washington Wizards Wednesday night. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They're not just a basketball Man, to make him think that Kobe was still relevant. <laughs> All right, hey, we got a wonderful show for you guys. Give it up for DJ Lenny Alfonso. Combining his love of uh, tech and fitness, and he is the creator of Peak Physique, which is an awesome app. Uh, please welcome Thomas Typinski. Okay, so you've created Peak Physique, which is an app, um, and it helps bodybuilders keep track of their progress as well as their fans. Um, so my first question is fans of bodybuilders. I didn't realize there was this whole network of like fans that just watch people build their bodies. Can you kind of explain that? Haven't you been on Instagram? I mean, you see fitness all the time. Yeah, so is that what your app is kind of doing? Like taking bodybuilders off of Instagram and giving them their own home? Is that what? Somewhat, it's really trying to, it started off with just bodybuilders, but it's for everybody now. So it, the bodybuilders, we use like a lot of different things related to calories and macronutrients, and it's kind of like a science. So using Peak Physique, you can see what the bodybuilders are doing to manipulate their body without having to figure out all that science. So, you know, awesome. it, it's like calorie counter meets Instagram. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And the selfie, I feel like the selfie is something that's really driven bodybuilding. Is that true? Or? It's pretty popular on Instagram. Pretty popular, yeah. yeah. And you've been able to take that and capitalize yeah, on it. Hashtag squats, right? Yeah, gotcha. So, um, 
Awesome. So you've done a lot of really awesome things other than just this app creation. So you've been in the military. You've worked like with the the White House. Um, and can you kind of explain your journey to like how it's taken you to this app? <laughs> sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I did a lot of push-ups. That's how I got my chest. I got in a lot of trouble when I was in the military. So that's how I got. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically. Uh, just real quick summary, when I was 18, September 11th happened, I wanted to be a part of it, so I joined the Army. They sent me to Special Forces Unit, went to Iraq, came back, didn't want to ever do that again, so I got selected for a unit in, in the White House in D.C. I basically got to travel around everywhere around the world with the President. So everywhere he went, I was there a week in advance, setting up communications and stuff like that. And it was a cool job, awesome, I got to travel around. Uh, be in five-star hotels, wear civilian clothes, you know, a lot better civilian than... Civilian clothes. Yeah. That's exciting. A lot better than being in the desert, <laughs> for, for sure. Thanks for Instagram pics. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. But um, I still had a boss. I still had a guy, and I had this, you know, he was my boss only because he stayed in the Army, and I hated it, you know. I got out of the military and was... Oh. I wanted to go the opposite end of the spectrum. I wanted to own myself. I wanted to be a business owner, and... I was a geek. I've always been a geek, so software was just something that was natural for me. Yeah. So I guess you don't usually associate bodybuilding with geek, kind of. That's what that's where peak physique comes yeah. in, though. It's it's like yeah, you know the science of bodybuilding all into an app. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So how, what have you seen? Like, how have you seen people u utilize your app? Um, basically, people can see. You know, for me, I'll tell you how why I created it in the first place. Yeah. I was training for a bodybuilding competition. And I'd look in the mirror, and at like 10 in the morning, I'd look kind of fat, chubby. And then by the time I went to bed, I'd look great, but I didn't know why. So I needed to track everything I was putting in my body. And I, so I would just do it with pen and paper, take pictures of myself, and try and figure out what it was. And just me being in software so long, I realized that you know this was a great idea for a piece of software. So I made it into a piece of software. So a lot of people are, have you ever heard this term biohacking before? Uh, I don't think so. It's basically Explain. like manipulating your body by putting in different nutrients or calories or supplements to, to get a certain result. Yeah. So peak physique just um, has to do with the macronutrient part. So protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And it, it um, relates to the way you look. So biohacking can be like, I want to increase brain function or I want to have more energy. But with, with peak physique, it's just like, how do I look and what do I put in my body in order to look my best? Because peak, the, the term peak week is like, when you refine your, your physique to get on stage and, and get under perfect. the lights. Right, look exactly. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Be able to take that perfect selfie. Yeah, exactly. So that's what it's really about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> perfect. So, yeah. how has the Vegas tech scene sort of helped you? Um, I've been an entrepreneur for seven years. That's actually my passion. I love it, but um, I knew that there was a lot of things with what Tony Shea was going on, was doing with the Vegas tech scene. So, yeah. I picked up everything out of DC. I was sick of the bureaucrats over there, and I wanted to just. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted to just be a part of this, you know, young, vibrant uh, tech scene, and so I moved to Vegas. You know, yeah. I, I love it. It's it, I, I've met a lot of people, and um, I, really, the, the people that I met in Vegas have gotten me to where I am today. You know, I, I've only been here for two yeah. years, but awesome. It's a great, yeah. great yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me yeah. today. Yeah, no um, please stay tuned for our next guest, JP Chua. <laughs> What? Oh. All right. It's time to
to talk airlines, TSA, and SCAN. So our next guest is actually a local entrepreneur who's starting his own airline. It's an amazing story that I'm excited to dive right into. It's called Airline 4.0, and it aims to become the fourth major, net, like the major uh, network carrier in the United States. It's a big task, so please put your hands together and let's learn about this from the founder herself, JP Chua. Come on out. Hey, what up, man? All right. Paul, oh, it's good to be back in Las Vegas. It's <laughs> good. Where are, you from? Actually, where are you from originally? Cincinnati, Ohio, okay. all places. I'm glad. Okay, so this company, though, you're starting is going to be founded in Vegas, right? The we're, company's technically going to be here? We're actually already incorporated. Oh, okay, all right. And you say, you told me a second ago that it had something to do with like your gambling license. How does that affect the airplane? <laughs> so, I know you're not going to do gambling, right? Well, the, this is the interesting part. Oh, about, you might. I saw that. This, this is the interesting part about an airline. So not only are airlines governed by the country of origin, but by the local municipality, i.e., if we're founded and incorporated in Las Vegas, therefore we are subjected to Nevada state laws, which includes gambling. Yeah, they're all corrupt, man. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. So can you imagine rolling the dice at 30,000 feet? Yeah, I'd just be more broke than when I started. Be like, oh, your ticket's free, Mr. Jorgensen. Come go. on. Sweet. <laughs> then I'm going to spend even more. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, how you're searching for a CEO right now. I mean, this is such a big project. Talk to me about what your needs are, how the community can help, and what we should know. Absolutely. So when you get started with an airline, which is in itself a huge task, what you have to put together is a key executive team that comprises of a CEO, CFO, chief pilot, chief mechanic, what have you. When I have casually talked to the FAA about acquiring certification, they say, you do realize you can't run your own airline. I said, well, why is that? They said, you don't have any experience in the airline industry. And I said, well, that's fine. I'll just find someone that can. And but you need to do that part still. What, yeah. I still have to do that part. But what I think is very humbling about it is that you look at the millennial generation. We are constantly being criticized for feeling entitled, that the world owes us something. But to me, the fact that I can't even run my own airline is very humbling because that means now I can give someone else the opportunity to succeed where they probably normally wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Okay, so you know, um, they talk about sort of like the new plutocracy, like the people that are the richest in the world. What they do is they travel a lot. But you're slow, like slowly you see this price dropping. You see people traveling more. Like, where do you continually see this going? Like, are you going to fly into space, or are you going to um, like? How do you see the industry looking in a few years? The future of the industry, I think, is going. They're still locked into the 1980s, 1990s mentality of let's do hub and spoke. For instance, if I wanted to go to the Philippines using an American oh, yeah. carrier. We're huge in the Philippines, it's great. I would have to fly through either Los Angeles, San Francisco, or Seattle, which is a pain, and then from there to Tokyo, and then from there to Manila. Yeah. Now, as, on a personal note, uh, my, my parents and I, we flew to the Philippines all the time, from yeah. Cincinnati, so we had three oh, connections. Nice. That's where our big yeah, fan base is. <laughs> Say hi to them, it's good. So a normal, a normal trip from Cincinnati was yeah. Cincinnati to Detroit, Detroit to Tokyo, Tokyo to the Philippines. Very daunting. But then as my parents got older, it became more difficult for them to travel. So in the most recent trip, they flew an airline, who will be named Nameless, into yeah. an airport, who will be named Nameless. And in their infinite wisdom, they parked the plane two miles, literally two miles, from where they had to depart. And when oh, my parents wow. arrived, they said, hey, we have a 40-minute connection. Like, are you going to help us out? The gate agent said, well, you better hurry then. Uh, yeah. So the, whole, the, old, the traditional model of hub and spoke, I think, will be done, will go by the yeah. wayside. So that's why 
one of the opportunities, especially starting in Las Vegas, is that we are a world-class destination, and yet we only have seven airlines that service nonstop flights. Six go to Europe, one goes to Asia, and yet we're trying to attract the Asian right. markets away from Macau. And so is that the core message that you're saying to investors when you've got them involved so Nonstop far? is the way to go. And okay. you know, we're talking about Virgin Galactic wanting to do London to Sydney in one hour, and I think, that's a little too fast. Why not four? You kick back, have a cocktail, play some blackjack or away. Yeah, exactly. in your airline, yeah. <laughs> Get the strip club in the bathroom. No, we, we're, um, we're working towards it. We're working okay. towards that. No, don't applaud for that. What are you, no, I mean, instead of the Mile High Club, we'll have the Suborbital okay, okay, Club. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Keep it together, people. Keep it together. Um, okay, so I do want to talk about the um, airlines uh, coming here in Las Vegas. We have a T3 terminal. It's a big billion-dollar project. That's supposed to be for international traffic, as I see it. How do you want to fit into the T3 terminal here? And uh, what's it going to look like? So I literally want to explode the... Uh, Oop, wrong word, with the TSA. Yeah. Um, I really want to, how about say, I want to grow the international demand from Las Vegas. Because yeah. again, we're a world-class destination. We have people visiting from all over the world. So how that fits into the T3 model is that having spoken to the airport authority here in Las Vegas, right now they're only outfitted, I think, with a couple of gates that can handle uh, international arrivals. Because again, when you arrive internationally, you still have to clear customs and border protection. But because airlines aren't willing to invest in international destinations with Las Vegas, the airport is only limiting it to a couple gates. Right. I'm of the mindset, well, now I want, I, I would rather invest in wanting to grow the international market because what does that mean? More tourists inter coming from abroad, more jobs locally, and we're helping spur the economy indirectly and directly with the airline. Right. Okay. So um, I know people can, uh, I guess, kind of a kind of connect with you if they have any ideas and things like that uh, through the website. So, sure. Um, I also want to know, do you have any stories about going through TSA? Because like, we've got a game set up for you where we're going to put you to a challenge, where we're going to see how quick you can get through TSA. We figure you're an expert. Yeah, so right? uh, I am, uh, to sound a little snobbish, I am pre-check and global, global entry. But right, so you know what four what ounces goes. of liquid looks like compared to five, just like that, right? But then this is the, this is the hilarious part. So I'm a hockey player, so part okay. of the equipment is having a hockey stick and a pair of skates. Yeah. A couple years ago, I wanted to fly to New York to go ice skating in Rockefeller Center. So rather than check everything, I said, I'll just carry it because it's Southwest. It's free, right? Yeah. So I get up to the gate, put my stick and skates, stick and skates on the conveyor belt. <laughs> the blade in the wood. Yeah. Goes through. The TSA agent says, you can't bring this on board. And I said, oh, I guess I could check the skates, right? They said, no, the stick. <laughs> I said, time out, time out, time out. You're saying the stick. It, it yeah, no go, but the skates part. are okay. Oh, yeah, because you could bludgeon someone with a stick. And I said, but you can cut someone with the blades. Yeah. I mean, come on. Not well, that we, I'm, uh, we had one of our cast members you know, reviewing what it can make it and what can't. It was hilarious. It's, right. a, it's a very mixed up thing. So we're going to play a game in a few minutes. So stay tuned after that break. You're going to stay with us and play this? Absolutely. Okay, we'll see you. JP Chua, give it up for us. Thanks. Airline 4.0. Airline4.com, right? Airline4.com. Airline4.com. We just want to take this break to thank our sponsor, theironyard.com. Life is too short for the wrong career. And at theironyard.com, you can go from beginning to expert all in one place. The Iron Yard exists to create an exceptional growth and mentorship experience for people and their ideas through a tech-focused education. So check out theironyard.com, change your career, and thank you for watching the Downtown Podcast. This is Dylan Jorgensen signing off. Our next performers, you can catch at the after party on the rooftop. If you like what you hear, and I'm sure you will, 
You can catch them at silversageofficial.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Silver Sage.
Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, let's give it up for Silver Sage. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. I'd like to thank all of our guests this evening. Thank you to our cast and crew, to our live studio audience, and to all your podcasts at home. Remember, podcasts are all welcome to be a part of our live studio audience every Thursday night at 9 p.m. right here at the Inspire Theater with one of Las Vegas Boulevard and Fremont Street. Come party with the cast and crew for the official after party on the rooftop right here at Inspire. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, at Downtown Podcast. Thank you. Salamat, salamat. Peace, love, be kind to one another.